somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way. Chewy, we're home. What is up, everybody? Welcome to a very special episode of Walking Carpet. This is our Rogue One, a Star Wars story preview. Very excited. It is December. It is time to go. Uh, with me today, Trevor White. How are you, buddy? Hey, what's up? I'm doing good. Very good. <laughs> Beta, just in time. How you doing, Joe? <laughs> Very good. Good. And Jimbo. Well, hello. Well, hello. <laughs> I'm Josiah Leroy. Uh, needless to say, we are a very excited band of geeks here. Rogue One is mere weeks away. Um, when, uh, when when are we going to see this? Do you have tickets yet, Beta? Uh, I actually don't have tickets yet. We're still holding out. <laughs> We're holding, hold on. We're holding out for uh, Haley and I. We're holding out for... Um, Hopefully they add more shows. Sure. Uh, we, we have a specific theater we like okay. uh, up you know, in Buffalo, and we're just like, we have to get this. We love our seats. This is where we saw The Force Awakens. So we're holding out that they open some more, uh, open some more uh, shows. I think they will. I think they have to. So the three of us, we are going to be there Thursday, December 15th, 8 o'clock. We're in Buffalo, New York, if you're listening outside the area, and uh, we'll be at the local Regal, and that is the first Non-IMAX or 3D show. Yeah, that's so. what I want to see, too. We oh, don't want to see it in... I, I don't know. I Give just me the standard. See, I just want to see the standard. That's right. Oh, man, I'm so excited. If it's really good, I'll spend the money for IMAX. We're also just cheap here. At the I universe. also have tickets <laughs> for the next night because Lauren may not be able to go the first night, so I can't take my chances. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Uh, actually, I'm seeing it with Lauren on Friday, December 16th, uh, and David Duncan of Synthaholics. Oh, so, oh really oh that's nice. cool yes uh he managed to get a ticket he bought it separately but managed to line up right next to me <laughs> <laughs> i think he's now uh facebook friended all of the geekiverse i, I think, think so I'm now officially friends <laughs> on facebook david you're the man what's up david so uh we're gonna dive in obviously uh we i think we're pretty well versed in star wars here uh but we want to talk a little bit about the premise here so if if you're listening to this and you don't know anything about the movie or maybe you, you want to know more this is definitely the place to be first of all uh premise basically the crawl from episode four right yeah uh, directed by gareth edwards he said that's that's what we're going to be utilizing here there's two sentences right in the, the middle of that that tell of the rebel uh, alliance stealing the plans for the death star and uh the era this takes place right before a new hope yeah it was like 10 minutes before the beginning of a new hope right or like five minutes or something like that but it's it, not a 10 minute long movie oh <laughs> <so> <laughs> yeah. it will it, the movie will end to clarify 10 minutes before a new hope yes that's yes. what i mean <laughs> i uh it's a vignette <laughs> my thought all along was that we somehow see maybe not princess leia's face but kind of you know maybe like you see the the back of her head or something and you see r2d2 and you see the, the Alderaan cruise ship there, something along those lines that gets us to, maybe it's taking off right before it gets caught. And oh, man. just to jump off that real quick, I mean, talking about like how much they've got to work with, because um, I watched the beginning of A New Hope recently, just the beginning for some reason. I was just watching stuff about Rogue One, and the, there goes there's a lot to go off of what Vader says right there, and then he goes, uh, plans were beamed to you uh, from Rebel Spies. And it says a lot that he's not dealing with the spies directly. He went for Leia, so it just, there's just, there's a lot of you know room to play with right there and then in that that climactic moment when they find out that the plans have already been beamed. 
and Vader's like, I can't deal with this. I got to go deal with where it's going to. So it'll be interesting to see how they tie all that in, honestly. I'm very interested to see that. Yeah. Uh, we've we've got an extensive cast listing as well. Um, the <laughs> Lindy Ruff is crying in the background, if you can hear that. Uh, <laughs> as far as the the showing goes, this is going to be rated PG-13. Uh, only, I don't know what, what Force Awakens was. Uh, I think it was PG, it, it would have been PG or PG-13. PG I believe 13, it was. I think. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith was the first one to be not rated PG. It was the first one with, you know, the graphic yeah. images of Vader and Anakin and that makes sense. kind of the, the intensity there. So, yes. burning person. <laughs> Killing kids. Yes. Yeah, that was so, horrible. I'm sorry, right. <laughs> Killed the younglings. PG-13 is not as in, I don't know. There's varying levels of intensity that you can probably see in this, but supposedly we're going to see some some Darth Vader scenes that are just brutal. Rogue One is PG-13. Yes. What about uh, Force Awakens? Uh, was <laughs> Beta's that checking that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm pretty sure it was PG-13. I think so, but it wasn't... Uh... Or maybe... I don't know. I don't know. PG-13. Okay. Wow. Good to know. Thank you, Beta. Thank you, Google. Thank you. <laughs> so we're Tweet us, Google. <laughs> Tweet us, Google. <laughs> oh, social media. That's That'd be funny. <laughs> the official Google account. So uh, we're going to go down the cast list and the main characters now that we've got a little bit of an idea on the setting. Um, so main star is Felicity Jones as Jin Erso. I know Jamie's kind of got the cast list up on the ready here. Uh, maybe? No. Oh, yeah. Okay, what yeah, yeah. was uh, what was Felicity Jones in? I know she's in Inferno, which is the part of the uh, Da Vinci Code series with Tom Hanks. Yes, uh, looking at the Wikipedia page about her. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Everyone you can't trust knows that. We're frauds. <laughs> I wrote on that page. Yeah. <laughs> she was Beta in, wrote it on the way over. She was in Beta's screenplay. Uh, she <laughs> <laughs> Beta screenplay, no, Snicky no, and I. <laughs> it's on Wikipedia. Come on. Uh, oh, no, it must be legit. Let's keep going. She's in Inferno. Uh, she's in the Theory of Everything. That's that's, oh, a that's the big yeah. movie. That was probably a, her. That was a really good movie. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it, she was in this uh, the Amazing Spider-Man too. Yes, that's what I wanted to bring up. As like Felicia. Felicia Hardy. Okay. Felicia Felicia? That, that's what I said. <laughs> I always say by Felicia, am I right? Felicia Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can't picture her. I'm going to have to go back and see that. Yeah, I don't know. Amazing who, Spider Man 2. I was like, what? Yeah. That's. I only knew it was Felicia, but. Or... Yeah, I, I, because I was looking at this beforehand. I'm like, Amazing Spider Man. Honestly, the only person that I remember from The Amazing Spider Man was. Obviously, like the two main characters of uh, Andrew Garfield <laughs> and um, as he Emma, forgets, Emma or, uh, yeah, Emma Stone. I almost said uh, Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, yeah. but um, also uh, Jamie Fox and his like blue skin. That's the only thing I remember. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. I love that. Uh, well, Felicia Hardy is um, Black Cat, which is a villain in the Spider-Man universe, kind of an anti-hero, kind of like Catwoman. And so she played kind of an anti-hero. I don't remember her, though. I'm looking at pictures, and I 
Don't. She's got Zoe Deschanel bangs. That's the best I can. That's do. exactly what she looks <laughs> like. Yeah. There's just like the you know beeline Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Black Cat. Oh yeah, visual helps a lot in a in an audio podcast, but it really does. <laughs> like Zoe Look her up, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Follow along on Google. <laughs> Our new social media page. What else is uh, Felicia or not Felicia? Felicia. Oh. Felicity Jones. What else is she in? Well, I'm looking for more. Uh, it doesn't look like there's been a lot of television. She was in Girls, which is a TV show. Okay. Is yeah. There a theme there? Yeah. Well, everyone I've ever looked up on Wikipedia has been in an episode of Girls. So. <laughs> <laughs> Leah Dunham is a job creator, okay? <laughs> I see. I can tell. Seriously. She was in Doctor Who once in 2008. Felicity so. Jones? Yes. Wow. She was Rabina Redmond. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of I haven't Doctor seen Her, Doctor so. Who. Yeah. I've seen a couple episodes. But anyways. Still on Felicity? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you I betcha. Out quick. Uh, okay. Diego Luna as Cassian Andor, or as Jamie says, Cassian. I don't know, Cash, man. Like Cashew. Say, say Cassian. <laughs> it's Cassian. Whatever. Cassian. Sorry. It sounds like a We haven't seen the movie character. yet. It, said it sounds like a Shakespearean character. Captain Cassian Ka- Andor. Cassian. So he's yeah. the captain here. But Jin is the ringleader, so to say. Well, yeah, Cassian, I think, is supposed to be the one that kind of, like, keeps reins on her. He's supposed to be, like, very strict, follows the rules, um... You know, just kind of like keeping an eye on her, and then when she starts to like go rogue, no pun intended. Ho! Oh. Zing! Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that he kind of like follows her and like tries to keep everybody, you know, together as a team. But I mean, still like within the rules. I like his character. It, I do from too. The, we've seen more and more of him as the previews have, uh, as each trailer has released subsequently, and. Oh man, I don't know. There's something common about his presence, and I'm really excited to see him almost in a lead role here. Yeah. He feels he looks um, from what I've seen like the Han Solo. He's got uh, you know he's not the flyboy, but he's got kind of the, um, the swagger yeah, and, and the, the he's got a deeper backstory that we probably won't see all of it, but we will have you know um, I think ties to his like he will come with like a lot of um, baggage to this. I feel like at least yeah because um, hmm. he he's the one. With the droid, which we'll get to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that, I was going to say, that's my next lead in, honestly. Yeah. Um, K250 or K250 uh, is like we call R2D2. R2, he's K2. K2, yeah. I love this droid, especially from the most recent TV spots and trailers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where he, he just kind of like lazily like tosses a grenade and like blows up some Imperials. He's it's so, so endearing. Cool. Watching yeah. Felicity Jones kind of freak out and she's like, yep, you're, you're yeah. holding a grenade. Yeah. I love that. And then he just like talks. Yeah. You know what he, he reminds me of Alan Rickman when he played um, that really depressed robot from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, I it reminds that. me of that. Like he's very like snippy and snarky and droids like aren't supposed to be. It's like halfway between that and um, from Rebels, the droid. I think it's kind of a mix of the two. Chopper? Chopper. Yeah. Oh. The personality. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to double fist mics for a second. Uh, Oh, listen to me. Have fun. No, no, over here. No, over here. Exactly. (laughs) Mr. Dugan, a comment. (laughs) Beta, a comment. Uh, Beta was so excited. He's like, they want to hear me. They want me. They really want me. 
<laughs> for the record, we're, we're short one mic, so I'm kind of trading on and off. Uh, again, a visual aspect for an audio podcast. Um, yes. They can picture it. But yeah, exactly. I, I think, you know, it's it's a joy with a lot of personality, but with like a chaotic bent or an evil bent to it, which will be fun. Like yeah. Evil C-3PO. Yeah, because he's kind of, he's not like an IG assassin droid, but he it's, is somewhat of like an assassin droid. It's dro- like HK-49 from... Oh, he's from... A, a reprogrammed Empire droid. Yeah. Empire it's, Defender droid. Okay. Yeah, it's like uh, the robot from uh, Knights of the Old Republic, HK forty nine. Oh, that's yeah, very good call. That's I couldn't. I was like, who? Who? We've we've seen him before. <laughs> there we go. Good job, Trip. Uh, and uh, voiced by Alan Tudyk, the best. I'm so Arr, excited Steve. by this. Hey, well, Steve the pirate, <laughs> scurvy. Steve the freaking pirate. Me too. Firefly is how I got to love. Oh yeah, oh, I love uh, Firefly. Curse you and your inevitable betrayal. If you don't, don't know, it is. The, if if you're a fan of Star Wars and you haven't seen Firefly or haven't seen um, Serenity, uh, the movie, incredible series. Uh, and Alan Tudyk plays the pilot, and he is probably one of the funniest characters in the whole thing. Uh, and definitely worth the time, and uh, yeah, just 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 go see Firefly. Watch the whole series of Firefly and watch Serenity. Weird, be, you know, weird done. that uh, pilot sounds a lot like pirate. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna sound really bad because they're horrible movies. But I really liked him in Transformers. He was oh. uh, he was Dutch. Um, I can't remember what the other character's name is. He's kind of like Dutch's like body, or he's kind of um, the bodyguard of the guy that has all the conspiracy theories. No, and he stuff. he was Dutch. Yeah, no, I know that's what I'm saying. Oh. Dutch Dutch was Alan Tuning's name. No, no, Jamie, he was Dutch. Shut up! No, but, I thought he was saying he was the other guy, not no, Dutch. No, he he was Dutch. The other guy was the guy that hired Dutch, who was Alan Tuning. I lied. My favorite tunic. Alan Tudyk. 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 Like Tunic, but with a D. Tunic. Tudyk. Tudyk. Yeah. Tu- not tuning. Not, not tuning. like It's a tunic. Not like tuning into this podcast. That's yeah. right. Tunic Which, Which we sh- re- yeah, we appreciate everybody for doing yeah. right now. As we go tunic just into an Alan Tudyk bender. <laughs> as we stole. <laughs> uh, no, my favorite, actually, uh, another great uh, appearance by Alan Tudyk is <laughs> A Knight's Tale. Yes. Okay. Oh yes, I love that movie. If you haven't, Jamie, have you seen it before? I know there's like a lot of movies that I freak out about, and then you're like, I haven't seen that before, and then I'm like, What? Why haven't you seen that? What's wrong with you, woman? It's got. I haven't seen it. It's got Heath Ledger. um, Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, what the heck is that guy's name? Um, Guys, he won't even let me answer. Have you seen it before? I don't recall. (laughs) That was definitely worth the wait. I probably have not. Oh man! He's, he's also uh, what was in that? The um, I know you're talking about the guy. The vision, the vision, the guy who played the vision. Oh yes, uh, uh, Jude Law. No. no, is that what you're talking about? No, it's Paul no. Bettany. Paul Bettany. Yeah. Why Paul... did I say Jude Law? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's Jude got Law the same. He's got the same gentle voice and British no, accent. They do. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Okay. But well, uh, absolutely, all see all of those movies before you watch Rogue One, and you'll just appreciate Alan Tudyk even more. And also, the king from uh, Game of Thrones is in A Knight's Tale as well. Yes, he is. Okay, I can't remember oh, when. Robert, yeah, it? King King Robert. Okay, Brathian. Yeah. So, oh, I knew a Game of Thrones reference. Wow. Wow. wow, wow. So Alan, <laughs> wow, season one reference. Good job. <laughs> 
Shut up, Beta. <laughs> I'm not gonna take lie. his mic away. Oh wait, I forgot. I've only <laughs> I've only seen Rude. I've only seen like half of the first episode and then parts of like other the first four episodes. <laughs> I am not a because, Game of Thrones guy because anytime I watch the first episode, like with my friends, he has fallen always, asleep every time. Yeah, I seriously fall asleep every single time. Jamie, you came across really loud on the screen there. That was impressive. Good job. <laughs> Thank you very much. Car, Steve, be a little bit short on Richter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in no man's dad. I'll make a barter with you. True as the North Star. Oh I don't know gosh. if that was Steve the Pirate or Mr. Krabs. I think that was Mr. Krabs. <laughs> that was really good. Oh! <laughs> yes. Now you're doing Krabs. Now you're doing no, that's, that's not Mr. Krabs. That's the sailor in the portrait from the beginning of who's, SpongeBob. Who's also Mr. Krabs. Oh, whatever. Same voice. Car. <laughs> The, the last amazing. line of that movie almost where he's like, Aha! Peter! Gar! Gar! Dad? <laughs> My dog is looking at me like, what happened to Daddy? So we've got the three members of the cast. Yes. I think <laughs> early on, that is going to be a fan favorite K250 I'm, I'm referring to. Yeah. My favorite from the trailer so far. I think he's going to be hilarious. Also, Alan Tudyk does a lot of voiceover work, so it's probably going to be awesome. Yeah, it yeah. seems really good. Do you want to know? He's in... Let's, we got to move on. Oh. <laughs> Pick one. Oh. One? One. Yeah, one really good one that we don't know. Well, how do I know what you know? Pick one. <laughs> Quick. Damn it, Jim. He was in Robot Chicken, American Dad, Family Guy. <laughs> That's one show. I'm not familiar with that one show. <laughs> oh, yeah, Seth Green's properties. Yeah. <laughs> exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> I love in the Family Guy special Return of the Jedi one. They're like, "Do Seth Rogen's or Seth Rogen? Do Seth Green's fans know how Jewish he truly is?" <laughs> <laughs> no, gotta love it. All right, all right. Who's next? Um, so my other favorite character from these uh, trailers would be director Orson Craddock or Ben Mendelsohn. Now, yeah. I know Beta's dying to talk about Catalyst, which is a Rogue One story. It's the prequel novel to the movie. I am reading that right now. We're both going to have that finished. Do you have it finished? No. Okay. okay. So I didn't, I didn't want to speak for you, but we're both going to have it finished, and uh, that will be next week's walking carpet, uh, basically a Catalyst spoiler cast. So that will be a nice tie-in also. A spoiler to- Catalyst? Wow, Trevor! Wow! <laughs> so, uh, a lot of people at first thought he might have been Tarkin. I never really quite thought no, that. No, no. Uh, I thought he was kind of like what Tarkin was like, like the, a next level up from Tarkin. Um, but also dumb. notice, yeah, notice how like his name is Director, so he he doesn't have like the the army or navy or whatever air force Which or whatever. Catalyst explains. Oh, he has actually it, very little to do in a way with warfare. Right, yeah, he's, he's more of like an engineer, right? right? Yeah, exactly. Um, also, he appeared in an episode. About Alan still? No. Okay. <laughs> ben, Ben, he appeared in an episode of Girls. That is all. Shit. Wow. Oh crap! I think I think if you right. appear in girls, don't you swear anymore, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even catch it. That was the service awards goes to <laughs> Josiah Leroy. That wasn't me. <laughs> His real name is Lee. <laughs> Josiah Leroy, Roy, comma Josiah Lee. All right, go. <laughs> uh, so, no, with Krennic, real real quick. Um, what's interesting, and we're not going to go into Rogue One or to Catalyst too much, but um, Krennic and um, uh, Jin Erso, not Jin Erso. Galen or so, Jin's father. Um, they're kind of the two uh, people we get to see the perspective of 
uh, in the book. And so you learn a lot about those two characters and how they kind of develop differently. And uh, it's going to be very interesting to see, even in the first few minutes of the story, what the conflict is going to be between the two of them and uh, how that all shakes out. I'm not sure there is a conflict so much. I uh, uh, We'll see. It's being portrayed that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, From what I understand, they're like buddies and they kind of turn not so much buddies. Well, <laughs> well, the story, I mean, we're going to get into all of it, but Galen is very much the Oppenheimer here. Yeah. Okay. So he's, his whole thing is, is, is energy and um, trying to do the best he can for everybody. Yeah. And Krennic is the opposite of that. He's an opportunist. Yeah, exactly. So, and it's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah, so yeah. John Krennic, too, he's just uh, the head of the core of the engineering core. Yeah. Uh, so that's not even a military position necessarily, uh, but he turns it into one. So it's going to be cool to see him. I'm, I'm actually very interested to see how this is played out by Ben Mendelsohn, who is a phenomenal actor. He, he does really, way more than girls, but. <laughs> yes. He looks like he really owns this role. And, just uh, girls. I think, obviously, Krennic's relationship with Galen is going to be huge here as. We're, we see a little bit in Catalyst, but we'll talk about that a little bit more next week. I just, uh, it's like almost in a way there's favors that were owed either way. And I, I've just got a lot of thoughts on it, but we'll continue on. Um, arguably the most recognizable person or castmate, I would say, aside from Forrest Whitaker here, would be Mads Mikkelsen as Galen Urso. Yeah, he's one of my favorite actors as of recently he's been in a lot most recently like very recently dr strange yeah yeah he was a perfect villain in dr strange actually anything where he's a villain he's awesome so he's like uh have you seen hannibal yeah hannibal he's really really good loves hannibal we own all three seasons (laughs) yeah and she goes are you ever gonna watch this with me i go no (laughs) I, i i can't get by the premise is he in girls you better not be a girl <laughs> right now. I'm looking. Jeffrey I'm looking. Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey had a smile. So Goes straight serious. And well, like Adam Driver's and girls. I know. Like, yeah, he's a main character. We need to though. watch girls, yeah. apparently. Everyone else yeah, was like an appearance, but Adam Driver was a main character. No, Joe, you don't need to see girls. <laughs> no. <laughs> maybe, that, maybe that's like modern day SNL. <laughs> it's a jump off point. <laughs> Just don't, yeah. Anyway, uh, no, he has not been in Girls to my knowledge. No, but he was in... to uh, Wikipedia's knowledge. He was a Bond villain. Um, I think it was the most recent James Bond movie. Um, cannot remember what it is. Let's find Stunker. out. No, he nope. was... Uh, Casino Royale. Oh, no, yeah, Casino Royale. A few back. Yep. He was, yeah, he was really Le good. Chiffre. Yes. <laughs> it, well, Le Chiffre. Le Chiffre. There's an R. <laughs> Pavlox is... Pavlox's cringing right now if French, he's hearing this. I'm French seeing all the letters. Bond is his... <laughs> French with Jamie Leroy. A French name. Jacques Cousteau. <laughs> Baguette. Baguette, ha uh-huh. Oh, we leave. Boof. Boof. We watched that in we watched that in my French class, like every single day, in every high single day, in high school. That's amazing. Yeah, well, we went to the wrong school. I, know. I agree. Um, they say public education's dead. <laughs> that's what I hear. Do I speak any French at all? No. You just did. Well, I, I don't know what you said. Like that was. That's good. I gotta say, uh. Mads Mikkelsen was also in Men and Chicken, which won a Zulu Award for Best Actor. I thought you were going to say you for Men that. And, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Men in Black. Men in Hats. Men, in black. Men without hats. Men without hats. <laughs> 
kind of, what kind of world are we living in? Men without head. My gosh. Ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, f- well, Galen Urso, obviously father of Jin Urso. Wait, wait. He was in a Rihanna music video. Okay, done. <laughs> <laughs> the most she's ever talked in any episode. Shut up. It's funny. <laughs> and um, anyway, as long as my train of thought, I'm thinking about Rihanna. Thanks a lot. Galen was not super prominent early on. I don't even think he was in the first trailer. He is in the second one, most prominently features in the third one. Yeah. And uh, obviously another another family drama here building in yeah, the, the Star Wars universe. I was kind of hoping that it wasn't going to be like that just because it would have... I mean, it's not like an episode like eight or you know something like that. Where it's a spinoff. It's, yeah. it's connected. Yeah, exactly. It's a spinoff. So I was kind of hoping that it wasn't necessarily like... All about family. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's probably not going to be all about family. But I think it's... A different be all family, about, possibly. Yeah, we maybe. Well, wait, that's for segment two. Speaking of which, <laughs> in segment two, we'll talk about some of the the juiciest theories out there. So juicy. So 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 juicy. Like, sweet. Like Gollum nice, would just want it. Like, like a, a juicy nice fish. steak. <laughs> okay. All like right. A, like We're a done double here. at Wendy's. A <laughs> <laughs> double. <laughs> Holy crap. What? Uh. That wasn't that weird. All right. <laughs> it's a little funny. Um, doke. Donnie Yen, huge action star. He's uh, one of the characters that I'm most curious about. Um, the monk. I mean, obviously, we see him in, um, uh, like, Ip Man. Um, that was, like, one of his most popular movies. As I, I always reference Shanghai Nights for me. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I used to be like super into like kung fu movies. It was like uh, not even a really long time. It was like like a couple months. But I like I remember seeing Enter the Dragon and Ip Man and like a whole bunch of like a whole bunch of Jackie Chan movies and Bruce Lee movies. So um, yeah, I just remember seeing that movie and I was like, wow, this is a, a fantastic movie. I read that Donnie Yen had a big part in forming and writing this character. Like yeah. he, he wanted to be. They asked him to be a part of it, but he wanted a creative hand in who his character was going to be. And I kind of like that. Yeah, uh, it's kind of, it's like more to the point than like Samuel Jackson's character was. Sure. I what can I, see that. What I find so interesting, so the character's name is Churret, um, and he, like like Josiah says, kind of like a monk. He is not force sensitive. Well, we don't know how much, but he, it's been said that none of these characters have magical powers. That is that is a direct quote from um, the director. Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards. Yep. I can just doing this to get that in my head. So Gareth Edwards said that none of these characters have magical powers, so we can assume none of them are Force-sensitive to the point of a Jedi level. But you can tell that he is at least in, to- in, like in tune with the Force mm-hmm. um, because he's blind, uh, another big aspect of his character, and he he does um, respect the Force. So you kind of have that knowledge about him. I kind of um, feel like he's like a rejected like apprentice or a rejected Padawan or something like that. He reminds me more of... Someone along the lines of Lore Santeca or uh, what the heck is her name? Uh, the squibs of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. No, in, 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 um, <laughs> Mons Yes. Yeah. They appreciate Appreciators of the Force. And are almost faithful, like yeah. it's a religion. Yeah. I, well, yeah it's, yeah. it's the Church of the Force is what it's... Right. right. And I get that that's where he is. And I think that actually is one of the most powerful lines of, of the the few trailers that it's been in where he talks about the force and how it is super powerful and you take advantage of the moment. Right. And, uh, I really like that character. I think that's yeah. going to be some, 
some really cool action se- sequences. And I think I'll talk about this a little more in, in, sec- in, in the next part. Um, but um, the Kyber Crystal is going to be very important in this movie. And it's going to be interesting to watch th- how each character reacts to that. Um, it's the kind of, I think right now, it's pretty much the unnamed character in this movie as far as the trailers go and what we've seen. Um, but it's going to play a huge role, not only like a MacGuffin, but like also, because the MacGuffin's obviously the plans. The yeah. Star Wars, the, to the, to the, the plans <laughs> to the Star Wars, <laughs> the plans to the Death Star. You know the Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but also, um, uh, <laughs> but also, uh, you know, how the Kyber Crystal is used to, uh, you know, power the Death Star versus what it's actually been used for in the prequels and what we see from the Jedi. So I, I'm interested to see that conflict. I'll bring it up more up in, in section two, though. So I, yeah, I think sure it's going to be a big deal on that one. I like the spiritual aspect, how they're making the Force. I, I really like that. Uh, we'll go into more detail there. Uh, Force Whitaker, not really much to say. Uh, very, I, very prominent actor. Yeah, I didn't know, and I've said this before, and I believe podcasts and like videos and stuff, I didn't know how to react because a lot of times Force Whitaker is kind of an actor where it can go either way like very quickly. Um, like yeah. as far as like a good performance or a bad performance, um, I w- I had mixed feelings when I heard he was in it. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, because sometimes in some movies he just kind of like overacts a little bit, yeah. which I I don't know. It's not a huge deal, but um, for Star Wars, it's kind of like something like close to me. It's like one of my. It's obviously like my favorite movie because mm-hmm. I like talk to everybody about it. But I I just didn't. I don't want like a character that's gonna like ruin the feeling of this movie because. Ruin the immersion. Ruin yeah, the because lore. especially because it's tied like so closely into the original trilogy. Um, so They've yeah, gotta so, be careful. Yeah, yeah, and especially because it's a character that's already like developed a little bit. I agree. Uh, so he is playing Saul Guerrero, who is from the Clone Wars animated series. Uh, there, I want to say it's season five. He has yeah. an episode in. It's towards the end, <clears throat> end of the series. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, go go check that out. I, it's been so long since I watched it. I know you guys watched it more recently, uh, but I love that they're pulling not only a like a prequel era character into this. That it is a character that stems from the animated show right. and is is furthering that canon now. It's it's cool to see them kind of go over to a new like venue to see these characters. So it gives more height. It heightens everything that happened in the Clone Wars, and it heightens everything that's happened in Rebels, which were kind of like children shows that were like yeah it's star wars but whatever like the animated uh-huh. droid uh, t- uh tv show that happened during the uh yeah. the original run i i am very interested to, interested to see um what this character what he does as far as organizes and becomes like very militant mm-hmm. uh, because <laughs> saw guerrera in the clone wars Lost his uh, sister spoilers. In, he lost in his sister, sister spoilers. Spoilers. In, you really don't in want the episode. that. <laughs> you really uh, hate to lose those. And uh, can find him. Oh. Here's what I found on the web for what that's here. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was going to look up sister spoilers. Side, side sister spoilers. Note, uh, guys, I think si- that's the title. Side note that happened to somebody at my work today, working in a doctor's office, and somebody was asking a patient on the phone what their name is, and, and Siri was like, let me look that up for you. That's not good. <laughs> that that did not translate well over the phone. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, how the rebels react to this very militant uh, rebel, um, and how, you know, again, how the Jedi influence is going to come in there. Obviously, this is going to be a more um, 
uh, obviously war based and not maybe not as spiritual mm-hmm. and as uh, romantic as, as all of the other uh, uh, series has been. But yep. it's going to be interesting to see the conflict between you know what the Jedi training has taught Saw and what it, what that means for for now. And we've also seen, uh, especially in the the trailers and the teasers and stuff like that, uh, he has a couple different looks. Um, in one part of it, he's kind of like scraggly, and he's got a big beard, and his hair is all kind of messy. What will you then, do? Yeah, they catch you. <laughs> I I really love that line. It's so like it gave me chills. What will you become? That was, was that's was, gonna be important later too. It was Forest. That hey Forest. Yeah, he just showed up. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even see. He just kind of like ran in and said that, and then came back. Yeah, Gareth Edwards. By the way, side note: if you didn't know, he is probably most famous now for the 2014 Godzilla reboot. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Uh, so what Beta was mentioning a little bit was how the, there's a different tone for this. It's supposed to be very dark, mix in a little bit of the adventure elements from A New Hope, but it's uh, basically Gareth Edwards originally said. Uh, you know, the rebels are in trouble and you've got Vader on your rear end and no one's coming to save you. Right. So very dark. Uh, Jang Wen is playing Baze Malbus. I like how both those names are a struggle for you, Joe. I, I didn't want to, did no, you did it. I didn't want to mess up. I was like, Baze, do I have Baze or Bose? <laughs> it's Baze. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bose did not decide off on the uh, product placement. He looks like he's going to be a little bit of comic relief. If the trailers yeah. are any indication, uh, he look, he's a you know bulky soldier. He, he's, he kind of has the attitude, especially when it comes to his character and Donnie Yen's character. Yeah. Um, like meeting, he has the opposite feelings of the Force, kind of like Han Solo did in uh, Episode Four, mm-hmm. um, where he doesn't believe in it. He doesn't like think that there's any kind of tricks to life. It's all about like chance and luck and everything like that. I agree. Uh, going to last two here, Genevieve O'Reilly is playing Mon Mothma. Uh, Yay. She Yay. was. <laughs> Yeah. Well, just it's fun to see any of those characters come back from the from the. Uh, Especially when you series. get cut out. Well, Genevieve played Mon Mothman in episode three, but her scene was cut. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. Where it, it was, was actually Mon Mothma, Bail Organa, and Padme talking really about starting the Rebel Alliance, and it's a great scene. And I wish it wouldn't have been cut. Yeah. What the hell, George. What's up, man. <laughs> and they okay, left. You don't suck. So you gave us the best yeah, thing ever. <laughs> they left in so much stuff in that movie that they didn't need to. And we're gonna actually talk about it on Saturday with yeah. Dave. Uh, Synthaholics is having uh, Trevor and I on to talk a little Star Wars Episode Three. They're doing a uh, an eight part Star Wars series uh, because Jeez. there's now going to be eight movies. Oh yeah, <laughs> Rogue One. Yep. So uh, we were guests on Attack of the Clones episode, and they must have liked us so much they're having us back. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Joke's oh. on them. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Dave and Aaron. We, we're excited to see that. You guys can check them out on iTunes. Uh, just search Synthaholics. It's usually Star Trek-based, but they cross over to the dark side for this one. So last one is Darth Vader. Don't know who's playing him. We saw a rumor that Spencer Wildling... Wilding? Not Wildling. Uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy would be playing him. That, if you don't know his character in Guardians, because I didn't, it's the guy that steals uh, Star-Lord's headphones. <laughs> he a jerk. Thank you for that. <laughs> Jimbo. Okay, listen, he was al- also in Green Lantern, Doctor Who, Game oh, of Thrones. Green Lantern? Oh, Get the hell out of here. He was in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Mm, couldn't make Part 1. 
Okay, <laughs> let's just let's let's specify who he was in those things of your favorite. <laughs> we okay. don't know if he's Game in this of, movie even. Game of Thrones. <laughs> I know he's six foot seven. He was White Walker number two. <laughs> In the episode Winter is Coming. Also, also couldn't make number one on that. He Harry, can't be Vader. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, part two. He was a knight of Hogwarts. Oh, listen. In Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, <laughs> he was a Hagrid double, so that's cool. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he got an on-screen part. Wait, wait. He was in Batman Begins. He was a shadow warrior. Okay. Oh, my God. A lot of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He was a Vogon soldier. Oh, my God. Wow, so <laughs> hey, he was in Harry, Harry Potter, too. He was a werewolf. Who do you guys think... So we know James Earl Jones is going to voice Vader, and he's supposed to have limited screen time, like four minutes. James Earl Jones is like 85, by the way. Yeah, I know. Uh, so who do you think is actually in the armor? It was David Prowse in the original trilogy. He's not doing it again. Correct. Hayden Christensen, he's just a little hunched over. He's yeah, he's a little older now. Yeah, Hayden Christensen wore it in episode three. Wait, real quick, he's uh, officially credited for Guardians of the Galaxy as Mean Guard. <laughs> That's so Guardians. I love it. Mean Guard. So he just. Weird. I said he's mean. Oh. I thought that's why you were saying that. <laughs> this guy has upwards of like. Like tw- like maybe fifty credits, and they're all just this. They're all like Darth back- Vader would be the highest credit he would have at yeah. this point, and like that's our- not a face character. <laughs> <laughs> so, in one movie called Dangerous Parking, he's credited as Tall Gestapo Officer. <laughs> <laughs> Stereotypical. Yikes. So, Hayden Christensen or somebody new? I think Hayden Christensen's gonna be it because I think they might show his face, and that'd be so cool. Really, I think that would be that would be amazing. <laughs> well, you hang know, on. Why why do you think they're going to show his face? Because they showed his face in the cartoon, and they are obviously saying in rebels. Yeah, and rebels. So they're obviously saying that they can bring characters over from from the cartoons, both Clone Wars and Rebels. It would be awesome, you know, to have Anakin's face actual face like show up. I mean, it's it's fifteen years into the future. You don't think his face is a little burnt well no but you're gonna you're still gonna be able to recognize it hang on so i don't think so that's my point is like i'm not gonna realize it's hayden christian's dreamy blue eyes versus spencer wildling's gruff exterior well he has yellow eyes because he's a a so exactly they put a contact in the tall dude he's only six feet tall this guy's what no hayden's not that short he's sick okay yeah, he is six feet tall. I've got it right here. I thought he was like... He's six. Is that Wikipedia? He's six. <laughs> he's six. Yeah, Wikipedia. He would have been a better Anakin and Young. But anyway, this guy's six seven. Darth Vader, What's especially in this movie, is supposed to be very intimidating. Even more so and more encroaching. He can get H- Hayden Christensen is six foot Canadian. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, it's the metric system. <laughs> That's what that we means. We don't know the exchange, right? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> if we turn over, Hayden Christian's ten feet tall. <laughs> I told you guys, that's, he's really that's, big. That's one of my favorite things. Whenever somebody says, "But they're Canadian," I'm like, "Oh, we don't know the exchange rate." <laughs> Canada's oh this faraway, mysterious land. It's twenty minutes away, folks. So, uh, so you okay? I didn't. I was with Beta. I'm like, no, they're not showing his face, but. In the first trailer, uh, they show someone kneeling and Imperial Guards in the background in what is almost kind of similar to Vader's little 
uh, chamber in Empire Strikes Back where his helmet is off. Yeah. I was going to say, because we almost saw his face in Empire Strikes Back. We saw the back of his head. Right. What if that's Jin? I hope not. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, so, so that would go no, by to part two. Okay. I've got a theory on all this. So Hayden that I'm somebody new. It's, it's somebody new. It's this guy. I think it's this guy. I think it's Spencer. Spence. I think it's Spence. Can we call him Spence? Can we, we call, call him Spence? Spence? Okay. I think it's Spence. I think it's Hayden. We can call him that so. guy number two. Hayden had been hanging around the set of Force Awakens, and I swore they had said that he had made a trip to the set of Rogue One, and that doesn't necessarily right. mean that he was in it, but... No, but Hayden a lot Christensen of times it does. Was in, was in, what would be right before this half of the Star Wars movies. You know, he can be... He, he, if, he's, if he wants to go visit the set, I'm sure no one's going to be like, okay, Anakin, come visit the set. Like, it's not a big You'd deal. be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Get well, out! I mean... I mean, because, uh, oh my gosh, I cannot remember his name right now. Um, uh, the guy, oh crap. I can't remember. Anyways, we can move on. I'll think of it later. <laughs> so that's it for, that's for the characters. For characters, I wanted to bring up the composer of this. Oh yeah. Uh, Michael Giacchino. He's done a lot of movies. A lot of movies. Like, look him up. Does a lot for Marvel. He recently did Doctor Strange, for example. Yes. What did he do last year? I can't remember, but he, um, I thought he did some of the Harry Potter movies because I know John Williams. Yeah, he did some of them, which is interesting because John Williams obviously is the other star, the only other Star Wars composer. I really like the tones that we've got in the soundtrack for some of these trailers. It sounds modern, changed, and has a really good dark vibe to it. Yeah, like the um, the Imperial March. I really like what he's done with that. Uh, yeah, it's super dark. It is. What do you say, Jim? It's on your mind. Uh-uh. Okay. <laughs> Take your mic away. Okay. Hey. Oh, here's a fun fact. He's going to do uh, the music for Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. Good call. War for the Planet of the Apes and The Incredibles 2. He did Star Trek Beyond. He did the oh. whole trilogy. Oh, and also Jurassic World. He is oh. it right now. He's, he's crazy. He's like John Williams. John Williams is taking a break because he wanted to work on episode eight because John Williams said he didn't want anyone else composing music for Daisy wow. Ridley. Wow. Wow. Nice. Yes. That's very nice. Mission Impossible. Oh, which might tell us Daisy Ridley's story in episode eight might be the end of her. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, God. <laughs> Too soon and it hasn't even happened. Could you imagine? Uh, what oh, I find my... interesting. People would riot. Guys, he did the music for Up. I and love that movie. Get me started. Yeah. Oh. That kid in that movie I call a Little Chunker. He is a Little Chunker. <laughs> That's his name. Oh. Beta had a thought. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think what's important here is that uh, there's going to be a change in the guard eventually. John Williams can't do every you know soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Earl Jones can't be the voice of Darth Vader forever. And Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be the next one. Oh no! Oh yeah, I disagree. Oh, he oh. will. No, you mark my words. I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I want. I don't know. I don't know if I want oh. a British man doing the voice. He for that. did all the music for all the Call of Duties. <laughs> I love that music. That's wow. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> okay, Mike is the man, huh? He is the man. Huh, that's interesting. Uh, but what what I what I think this movie is going to do, what I hope it does, is it it, it has to differentiate itself from the uh, mainline series, um, from the Skywalker stories. I don't know what to call them. Mm-hmm. Not and and you know a lot of people are going to walk into this theater and you might the listener might be one of them. You guys might look at this and go, uh, so why do they recast Ray? 
I don't understand what's happening. Because right. this isn't another Star Wars movie, and that might be anything you you're going to say. Welcome to the theater, uh, and no, and so it's kind of different. It's got to differentiate itself from part one, and I think the music is going to be a big way of doing that. I mean, the themes will be there, but it has to be different somehow. Pete had no idea at the beginning of the year what Rogue One like was. He knew it was a Star Wars movie, but. A lot of people assume this is a sequel to Force Awakens. Right. Yeah, and they're they're in for quite a ride if that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> Why does Ray look different? You're right. She's got red hair now. <laughs> yeah. She looks like Felicity Jones. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what who's watching to that, that actress. <laughs> she got canned she already. Something bad. <laughs> something something. <laughs> oh man. Uh, final thought for segment one here: the crawl, uh, the typical classic yellow words that we see flying throughout space in the beginning that started each Star Wars movie to date. Uh, Beta, you think that we've got confirmation that we're not seeing it? The, the last I heard before I let you jump in was Kathleen Kennedy, who is the head of Lucasfilm, say that they didn't know. They might, they might not. That's the last, that's the last word. So what okay. I did, what I did is I looked it up um, right before we got on, and, and it, that is the last word. But okay. people are taking that as law. Um, what I... What I envision would be the best for me, um, I think, would be the four crawl. So Star Wars, and you get—I forget the long, uh, whatever the beginning of the four crawl. The okay, a long time ago. Hope, hope, yeah, whatever okay. it is. Um, War, I think it is, or something like that. And then it, it did what it did in the first original the teaser trailer, uh, what we got back in Celebration, where it just starts glitching out. Yeah. And then it cuts to the movie. I'd be okay with that. I'm I'm interested to see. I've got faith that they'll do something nice with it because it is such a delicate thing. Right. Yeah. I uh I don't know. They almost didn't do it for Force Awakens. That was that right. was in there. So I, I that would have been real bad. Oh, there's a crazy man. Oh, <laughs> that kind of scared the crap out of me. Seth. <laughs> oh, let him in. He looks like he's got I'll alcohol. Let him in. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I hope they differentiate it somehow. Yeah. Uh, Hey! Hey! hey. Oh, here we go, and Lindy's barking. Looks like we're editing. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we wrap up a uh, second one? <laughs> hey! Hi, Seth. <laughs> we'll wrap up segment one here we'll be back very shortly thank you so much for listening so far hey guys it's Bruno 1.0 if you'd like to listen to someone who's actually talented at what they do subscribe to the Geekiverse podcast and listen to Geeks Talk Wrestling we cover Raw we cover Smackdown and we cover every pay-per-view we keep it short we keep it simple and it's just for you the geeks who know who the true money is welcome back to Walking Carpet here's segment two uh, we are continuing our Rogue One a Star Wars story preview so I've got Trevor Beta and Jamie with me. I'm Josiah. Hi. We uh, <laughs> snuck it in there. Talked about the whole cast, basically, and a little bit about the music, the setting. Uh, we're trying to prime you and get you ready. So this is your one-stop shop for learning everything about Rogue One. Uh, we want to talk about theories. Trevor and I had started a theory series weeks ago. Uh, we're going to continue that a little bit here. You oh, could call oh, it... And Jim? You could call it a, a, th- a theories. No. Series. Boo. <laughs> Dang it. Boo. It doesn't work. Boo. Beta. Why don't um why don't we go to yours first that you, you thought was most interesting? It's the connection uh, possibly to the Knights of Ren. Sure. Yeah. So I'll let you uh, explain that a little bit so as I go open Seth's wine. A nice yes. <laughs> uh, a nice another a visual component to this one. So if you guys want to follow along, uh, what I recommend to pop in the old Google machine is Look up on the PowerPoint the old guys. Goggle. The old goggle. Uh, is uh, Knights of Ren. <laughs> Um, uh, concept art. What you'll see Ooh. is uh, f- 
the five Knights of Ren that we see in the flashback slash force back, whatever it's called. No, Steve, series. not that one, the other one. Yes. Okay, that one. For and Steve, when he's listening, he knows way. that he's looking at the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Just ran away with that one. Gar. Um, Gar. <laughs> Gar. Anyway, <laughs> you also might want to pull up. Just, uh, you can just type in Rogue One and get a picture of the rogues, the ones we described earlier. Um, but the theory is, is that the Knights of Ren are actually the uh, the Rogue One crew, the rogues. Um, so um, there are five members of the Knights of Ren depicted here. There are five members of Rogue One. That would be the most base level comparison so that all works out but what really good to start digging down into it uh the big ones uh that kind of have that give it away at least for me uh were that each member of the knights of ren are named uh and they have very distinct designs uh and the one on the top right uh is called the rogue and uh we don't know the gender obviously but uh i think this is most likely uh Jin or so um and that is because her name would really match up to, you know, uh, I rebel. Uh, she's been she's she's the the quote unquote leader of the rogues. Uh, she is in all sense uh, the embodiment of the idea of being a rogue, um, and that would work out really nicely and kind of you know rhymes or you know uh, kind of works together. Uh, the other one would be uh, the monk right below her. And we know, and as Josiah pointed out earlier, Churit is very much a monk. Uh, he works with a staff, which is kind of um, known for the monk. This monk is hooded and robed. Uh, they all have kind of a foreboding look about them. Obviously, the Knights of Ren are not excellent people. We see them um, with uh, Kylo Ren, who is uh, kind of their master, is what he's called. Um, and they have, obviously, in a rainy setting with a lot of bodies around them. So something happened that wasn't very good. We know that the rogues and Rogue One are all skilled fighters, so um, that could really work out as well. Uh, I realize I've been talking for a while. Trevor, what do you think about all this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just like looking at the picture, um, they all kind of have the same um, build as the characters that you are going to see in Rogue One, um, especially, like you said before, the rogue definitely has the same build as... Uh, Fliss, or Felicity Jones. <laughs> Jeez, I cannot remember. Jen or so. Yeah, Jen or so. Yes. <laughs> and and then the, the other thing to point out, the other three, the reason why I didn't really beat them up as much, their names are the Heavy, the Armory, and the Sniper, which all could be COD classes. So <laughs> uh, they're kind of a generic. They can kind of fill out anything. Um, but yeah. the Heavy definitely has kind of the shoulder guard um, and everything else of... Uh, Baze. Baze. Yeah. Uh, so that definitely fell along Baze. The other two... Uh, they kind of again have pretty generic um, looks about them. Yeah. Um, but they do have, uh, as we've seen in the trailer, uh, the captain uh, seems to have favor uh, a rifle so that he could follow up with the sniper. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the pilot uh, really does have a lot of um, kind of accoutrements. I don't know. Yeah, like, like gadgets, gadgets all over him. All over him. He has like, like the go- those like round goggles on his forehead right, and everything like, like that. Now, Trevor, uh, and if you guys are looking at this too, this will help. Um, but obviously, Steve. Steve, 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 if you're listening, listen. Take a look at this and tell me <laughs> the force be as true as the North Star. Tell me if you're listening, listen. Yeah. <laughs> tell me what you're thinking. Uh, write me on Twitter, Steve. 
<laughs> Steve. <laughs> I might have to make it. I'm gonna. So, I'm gonna I'm make a Twitter for Steve. Uh, how, how do you think they get there? Because obviously they're were you know a year before or were minutes before a new hope right and then force awakens is 30 years after that that's the problem that i have is that the two movies are kind of too far apart for them to be you know the same characters so here's my thought with all of this uh is uh uh um that uh basically i think that we're dealing with uh kind of cyborg uh, symbiotic stuff going on where we've got um, them that get brutally injured to the point of near death or tortured to near death uh, and the Empire rebuilds them like they did Darth Vader. That makes sense. That is what I was looking for. Right. I didn't know. I was like, I feel like something dark happens. Right. They seem like they've got that human slash droid element to them or right. machine element and that's kind of what we talked about pre-show. Yeah. So I like that explanation. So, so, one thing I want to point out, too, why I think they go dark, uh, there's a lot of theories around what happens. Like, Jin Russo seems to be this huge, you know, um, heroic character, um, but there is some darkness to her uh, that's kind of alluded to in the trailer. Uh, Saw Gerrera has a very kind of now famous line in the trailer. It says, when they capture you and you keep fighting, what will you become? At the end of that, you see her in an Imperial um, pilot's uniform. Uh, some people, you know... Um, Joe's, you know, when I brought that up, says, you said basically that uh, this could mean that she's undercover. Um, I think this could mean a bunch of things uh, for her character. I think she does end up going dark, and I think she gets still gets found out and tortured, but she does make the decision to go uh, towards the dark side or towards... Again, there won't be... I don't think these characters will deal in light side, dark side like we're used to. Like, you can't corrupt a soldier, but you can you can reprogram them. I think that's what we're going to be dealing with, and uh, and I think that uh, I really think that this could play out well. Another another big critique of this theory, though, is that um, <clears throat> if if Kylo Ren is the master of the Knights of Ren, mm-hmm. why is a basically like these guys would these these the Rogue One guys would be about sixty <laughs> or so years old, mm-hmm. uh, maybe maybe early forties. And then they've got a 12-year-old leading them. <laughs> the timeline matches up right. So, like, I'm your boss. No, uh, he so would be he would be 30. 30, right. But even still, I'm your boss. Yeah. <laughs> it would make sense. 30-year-old managers don't work out so well, even in modern industry. So, damn you. Obviously. I don't know. I think, I think with that explanation, though, it could line up a little bit. Right. That's, you know that was the thing with me that that's gotta their life's gotta be prolonged a little bit, right? And and I think they would have with cyborg stuff, but or or just because he has a mastery of the force mm-hmm. and they're they're not attuned to the force, they would just like be like, oh okay, you like to stop bullets in midair, you sound good, you can be our leader. It is possible. <laughs> Protect us. Yeah. So I like that theory. Yeah, so uh, that's the Knights of Ren. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if they do tie into the main series. I'm okay uh, if we see a martyrdom, or uh, if we see the other theory where uh, Jin is actually he becomes a pilot in the uh, Imperial Army, yeah, and flies into Darth Vader in the trench run. Yeah, that I would c- that would be cool. I don't I know. If kind of destroys it from the inside. The inside, yeah. Okay, That'd I kind of have a theory about Jin. But we'll get to it after your theory, Joe. Okay. So the the one I liked the most that I saw outside of betas was uh, it was posted on slashfilm.com. They wrote the article up and compiled some nice facts. So bear with me. 
Uh, might be a little bit meaty, but I'll try to get through the bullet points here. So basically, the planet, that's something we didn't go over. Uh, it is Jedha, or J-E-D-H-A. Right. And that is uh, what you see, the tropical planet, basically everything that takes place that we think just about from the trailers. It's not the it's not the the tropical planet. That's a different one. It's the desert one with the, the, the Jedi Temple. One. There's there's two different planets. I'm sorry. That's what I, I was. Um, yeah, I did not clarify. Right. That, <laughs> yeah, not at all. Also um, might, we also might be in Yavin too, but uh, that's true. Jedi. Yeah. yeah. Jedi is is where they find Chirrut. What the, what the heck is that even the tropical planet? Um, Scarif. Yeah. <laughs> Says Seth from the other room. The peanut gallery. <laughs> that was priceless. I wish I had that on film. <laughs> you should have the whole house, Mike, just so when people have an idea. That like brother like house. Prince. We're getting Alexa. We're getting <laughs> Echo. So that'll be a thing. Yes. Uh, Alexa, record what Seth is saying. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, make Seth repeat himself. <laughs> so I could I could not remember it. I'm like, scared. Thank you, Seth. So one of the new planets is Jeddah, and that is a small desert moon located in the galaxy's inner rim. Uh, director Gareth Edwards has described it as a Mecca or Jerusalem, so to say, within the Star Wars world. I think universe is a better term for that, but. Uh, anyway, this is where people who believe in the Force come to worship. It comes along with that spiritual element that this right. is not just something that enhances your abilities. It's something that is almost worshipped. Right. That's kind of something from the EU, um, the extended universe, where Thanks for people... Thanks the clarification. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought for, it was expanded. For people who don't know... Um, enhanced. Yeah, it's the enhanced universe. <laughs> the epic universe. You might even call it a galaxy. <laughs> but anyways... You need a mic if you're going to speak, Jim. I'm sorry. <laughs> But anyways, she blows out your ears. <laughs> Steve, rip, rip headphone users. I'd like to personally apologize to Steve for blowing out your ears. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> He's not here. He sounds like Sean Connery. <laughs> oh, I don't, Trevor. <laughs> Move along with your point. But anyways, um, extended universe. <laughs> I lost my track. Um, for what it's worth, it is expanded. <laughs> Oh, who's the wise guy? <laughs> so, um, in the extended, expanded, whatever. <laughs> E-E-W, everyone. <laughs> Stop it! Let him continue, right? The whatever. video game awards are soon. The game um, awards. It's true. So, <laughs> I can't even get through it now. They Come on, Chris Kringle! They made... They, they have a planet where kind of like force users start to like develop and grow. Um that's like 30,000 years or something before like the newer or the older public start or something like that. Um and basically the planet was Jetta um and then from that, you know, factions of people, the force wielders kind of like split off into Jetta which eventually turns into Jedi and the Sith so that's basically how, like... Yeah, the Jedi were a race of people. Yeah. Uh, that looked a lot like Churrit, actually. Yeah. They're, they're the people who founded the lightsaber, and they thought the good idea for the first lightsaber is to have a battery pack on there, like a fanny pack. Yeah, and then, like, a line from that battery pack to the actual saber itself. And that didn't work out so well because people would just cut the line. <laughs> yeah, and then you were dead. The fanny saber. And then you were... <laughs> the fanny saber. Immediately dead. <laughs> the fanny. It like... saved your fanny! El fanny... <laughs> El... <laughs> Alfane Sabre. <laughs> Definitely a thing. <laughs> All right, tell us what you think about Jetta. So, 
New fan theory suggests that Rogue One might not be the first time we've seen Jeddah on the big screen. Some fans believe that the planet was later used by the First Order as Starkiller Base, as seen in Star Wars The Force Awakens. So is this true? Let's explore just a little bit. The theory could contain uh, some of the motivations behind the plot in Rogue One, uh, but we'll see here. Joe, I'm going to need you to cite your source if you're going to read right off it. I did. Stash, slash film.com. Oh, slash film. I didn't hear you say that. I, 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 I did it like five minutes ago. I'm, yeah. Oh, Peter. <laughs> Too busy making fun of Trevor. You got yeah. burned. I'm not making fun of him. Peter Bird. Peter Bird. Peter Bird. Take your they're, they're, and and they're not so great. <laughs> they're not so great. So, oh, no. the Jetta Starkiller base theory. Uh, we learned that the Galactic Empire had occupied the Jedi Holy Land from uh, for Rogue One. And it's not because of the Emperor, Emperor or Darth Vader's disdain for the light side, but more so for a practical need. So, the moon called Jetta is a source of precious resource, the Kyber Crystals. Woo! Which we talk a lot about in, in Catalyst. And uh, if you don't know what Kyber Crystal powers a lightsaber, don't know about the Fanny lightsaber, but definitely a real lightsaber. And then also it, it would power the uh, main weapon on the Death Star and Starkiller Base. Sorry. It doesn't. So that's where I want to actually, that's where I want to fight back against the Slash film. Okay. Real quick. But when you, when you, uh, well, so uh, what powers. So I'll let you finish. Well, <laughs> but Beyonce had the best music video of all time. But Kyber Crystals were used as energy sources, and Starkiller Base was. I'm like Spanish, but the clone troopers never get no representation. <laughs> I will not sit down. <laughs> silenced until I understand. So, no. Uh, all right. Is ahead. this something from Catalyst? Well, no, it's or, not. It's okay. not. It's not. It's the simple fact that Starkiller Base's technology is it was a hollowed out planet. That they built an exosphere around, that they used the power and they sucked in a, like a solar power. They took the power of a sun and they shot it out the other end. There's no kyber crystals involved there. Oh, I thought there was kyber crystals. There that still is an involvement, though. Yeah. I thought what Trevor thought. Obviously, because they sucked no... the sun in from a given uh, system. From right. a star, yeah. I uh, I was under the assumption that Trevor was, though, that they still had a role to play. Yeah, but, because but... Snoke, Snoke has like a big thing where all of the new Star Destroyers have kyber crystals for their turrets and everything like that. That may be true, but but the kyber crystals are a source of power, so yeah. they wouldn't need to suck a sun up. Yeah, that's true. Well, anyway, for, for this... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Jeddah is not the only place to get kyber crystals, but it is the most prominent and, uh, uh, I guess, most well-known. So, it is described in the Star Wars databank the official Star Wars databank, that it is a small desert moon frosted by a permanent winter. Very interesting. So, some fans uh, believe that Jeddah might actually be the planet Ilum, which is where in the Clone Wars, you saw some of the Padawans go and kind of go through some trials and get their first lightsabers, yada yada. So the Separatists take it over too and try to mine the Kyro Crystals from there. That's right. With the invisible spider bots. Yeah. So we don't know what happened after the Emperor wiped the Jedi out. Uh, fans noticed around the time of The Force Awakens that the geographical location of Starkiller Base seemed to line up with previous maps that featured Ilum. Uh, there's a visual element to this, so obviously you, you want to check that out. But uh, StarWars.com, uh, an article mentioned this recently, as well as a recent Twitter posting from that Twitter account, that Starkiller Base was once a little-known planet rich in energy-focusing kyber crystals, some of which were used for the Death Star super lasers in particular. Whoops. Uh <laughs> Is it possible that Ilum, Starkiller Base, and Jedi are really the same planet? Um, there's one 
theory here or one picture from a post on Reddit. Uh, it looks like from the Star Wars card game, kind of. It's Star Killer oh. Base, and uh, it gives some of the uh, mentions of it. One of which is the uh, basically the the winter yeah. season that is constant there. So both planets are abundant in kyber crystals, and both planets are frosted by a permanent winter. Could very well be plausible. There are some holes in it, like the the other theory that we we mentioned, but uh, I think overall pretty strong. So, to speak of holes in things, mm-hmm. actually, we see the, the not completed Death Star fire on in the trailer on a planet that looks a lot like Jeddah. And if that's the case, then um, it could be that it may not destroy the planet. But it could be enough power to shoot through the planet, mm-hmm. and or start the 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 like process of making it into, um, into the base. Yeah, it might have like knocked it just out of orbit, so that it becomes a snow planet. Right. Now that wouldn't necessarily mean that Ilum and Jetta are the same planet. Right. Um, I mean, I I like the theory that Ilum and Starkiller Base are the same place. But I don't necessarily know that Jeddah would be the same place as Ilum. Just because it's like canon that um, that Jeddah would go to Ilum to train. And it's, it was already snowy there. So it wouldn't necessarily go from snow to desert, then to snow again. Correct. I don't I don't think Ilum necessarily factors in. But I think that the other part, if you take away Ilum, that this could all fit together nicely. Yeah. There were two things that they listed that may have debunked this. One is that outer the outer rim is where... Starkiller base is in, in Force Awakens, and Jetta is in the inner rim. Right. Yeah. Uh, the other thing would be, uh, I just had it on here. Um, hang on, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Oh, uh, we talked about Starkiller base not being able to move. Here it lists that it does have the ability to move around oh, the galaxy. Does it? Oh, okay. That's I don't know weird. if that's necessarily true. So, I think that, because where I am right now in Catalyst, we'll have a lot more to talk about next week on this, because uh-huh. they start talking about, like right now where I'm, they're talking about how they harvest kyber crystals, Yeah, and they talk about many different plants that have kyber crystals on them, so I feel like we're going to get this more clarified in Catalyst. Okay, so. gotcha. So I mean, these are two pretty well-rooted theories, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, with good facts for the most part. And I'm the only thing I'm concerned about is if these theories play out, uh, we will have a lot of ties from Rogue One to the main series. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm wondering if it's too much. Um, but then again, I think about the other anthology films planned. So like like Han Solo, mm-hmm. that's a huge character that ties into the original series. I don't know how much they're going to play on the original series. And it'll be interesting to see how this pans out and how it affects the, the Skywalker storyline. Uh, last, last kind of theory. Uh, I know Trevor's got something in mind. Uh, my thought was... There are obvious thoughts that this could tie into the the Skywalker story. I don't know if that's where you're going or not. Trevor. Yeah. So I mean, I don't necessarily have any kind of like proof. <laughs> that's the thing. Um, I, me and my friends like to speculate a lot. Um, me and my buddies from home. I know we're right um, here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, but like me and my buddies in Warsaw, we usually get together and we watch the the Star Wars movies. Um, we've done it a couple times where we go for like a 24 hour period and we like binge watch all the Star Wars movies at once. Um, so for the, for this new movie coming out, Rogue One, um, I was kind of just talking with my buddy Luke and we kind of came up with the theory that Jin Erso is actually, um, Luke's like lover and he is the one, 
uh, or and they are the parents of Ray, because, um, like Mara Jade in the extended universe or expanded or however you say it. Oh, do we need, do we need to get defensive, man? <laughs> <laughs> but um, Mara Jade, obviously, we don't have like a, a Mara Jade equivalent in right. the um, universe right now. So I think they could kind of build it up to where Jin Erso, you know, kind of gets drawn over to the Imperial side. And then through his adventures, Luke kind of meets up with Jin Erso. And then they have a baby. And that's Ray. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I think uh, that would it explain seemed, a few it things. It seems like very plausible. Yeah. if I mean, it is a stretch without knowing a ton about Jin at this point, really. Yeah. But um, it's, it's a age. lot of assumption. She's about the same age as Luke would be. Um, you can kind of see the resemblance from both of them if you, you picture things out. Um, I don't know. There could be some, some basis to that, I think. Yeah. So, all right. Good theories here. Uh, we're going to conclude part two. And uh, let us know what you think about these. There's a, a lot floating around, but those were some of the, the more prominent ones that we thought of at this point. And uh, obviously, you can poke some holes in them, but at the, the same time, yeah, we, we don't know until we see the movie and this really becomes fact. So let us know uh, what you think. Visit us on social media to let us know about that, and we will be back shortly. Thank you. Hey, it's Trevor White. And Jamie Leroy from It's a Thing Media. Want to keep up on the latest in cuisine, music, and culture in Buffalo? Check out buffalostuff.net. Find restaurant reviews, art happenings, music news, and other Buffalo stuff written by Buffalonians for Buffalonians. Buffalostuff.net! What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Walking Carpet. That's right, we're recording. <laughs> we're on a limited schedule because the Game Awards are shortly. Hey, yo! We're uh, our Rogue One special here. We're going to fly through uh, everybody's favorite game 20 questions, a Star Wars story. Oh. Record is seven. I think. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do a little bit of a time thing today. You get a, a minute per question. So I'm starting to lose it a little bit. <laughs> but it's all the tequila, right? <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean, like in the past couple of 20 questions, <laughs> I I'm just lo- constantly drinking tequila. I would apparently. be losing it too. He's drinking it straight, folks. Okay. <laughs> 20 questions. It's got to be a yes or no. If I don't like it, I will send it back to you if I think it's misleading. Um, be specific with your questions. We've got our goal horn. Thanks to Trevor. You guys may begin. This is Jamie, Beta, and Trevor. Go. Not particularly, pit particularly in, in that, that order. In that <laughs> it's not the tequila, I promise. I only had a little bit. Is that in that What's our first question? Is it character, uh, character thing or place? Character thing or place? All right. Yeah. So which one do I go with? Character. Let's, yeah, character. All right. The broadest. Oh, it's me. Uh, because this is all I contribute. Is it a character? That's <laughs> <laughs> not what I said, Jamie. I said you said it. No. Oh. Okay. It's, yeah, it's pr- it's probably a place. Is it a place? Yes. <laughs> okay, so I'm thinking like planet. Cause it he kind of like did the uh, maybe face. So it, it could be defined as a place. Ask him if it's a super weapon. <laughs> that like a look. It could be it's defined as a. Is this state of mind? <laughs> tequila brain. Yeah. Is it balance of the force? Good. <laughs> Wait, what? Is this? Do you want to ask if it's a super weapon? Yeah. Okay. Is it a super weapon? It is. <laughs> if we get three, uh, that was three. That was three. This is four. Oh yeah. Okay. We have, so we have two choices. 
<laughs> do you? But yeah. No, no, no. But no, we got to think about it. Do you? No. Is it the Death Star? Wait, wait, wait. Is that the question? Because yeah, hold on. Jamie's got to ask it. We didn't even. Oh yeah, Jamie. Yeah. Well, it's two. I don't like that question. It's one of two things, and also. He said it's the Rogue One special. Okay, wait. He you said that. Said I didn't say it the segment, did I? Yeah, you did. Well, <laughs> hang no. on. Hang on. He also he also said that it wasn't really. Well, no. He questioned whether it was one of two things. Okay. Yeah. You said we have two choices, and he said, "Do you?" Do you though? So that does not mean it's one of those two. Also. Or he could be tricking us. He threw us. the Death Star back at you, so. That would be really, I don't. I don't like that, that question. That would be scary if you like really. Did no. you throw a Death Star? How did you even do that? I'm uh, force sensitive. Oh wow! Very. <laughs> very. I very force sensitive. There's actually a comic called Star Wars Infinities where Yoda oh, throws throws the Death Star into Coruscant. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. It's really cool. I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I've I've been thinking about getting that from. Oh. Question. <laughs> we had to ask a question. So question four. Beep beep beep. <laughs> Gotta get one in. I'm not a place. I'm done. Beta is a super weapon. Beta beta is a super sexy weapon. (laughs) Pow! Yikes. Get betaed. Question four. Get betaed. I mean, if it's not, so it's not the Death Star. You just threw it back at us, so it wasn't an answer. It's not specific enough. Is it the super laser? No. Okay. Okay. That's five. Oh, because there's multiple dust stars. You're on question five. The next one is question five. Oh, oh, what do you mean? Next one is question You've six. asked four. Oh, okay. So yeah, this is five. This one is five. Um, it is a, guys, it's a super weapon. It's, it's a super weapon. So. It is a super weapon. It is a place. Oh. It's these guns. <laughs> I thought you were gonna Thank say. Thank God that wasn't nuts. the form of a question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is these guns? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. It's a super weapon. It's not the. It's not the laser. It's the Star Killer base. The first Death Star. Could be the first or, Death the Star. Second Death Star. or the second Death Star. I didn't realize that the second Death Star was bigger than the first one. It was. Mm-hmm. Why would oh. they make it smaller, Trevor? <laughs> I know. I thought it was just the same size. For more exhaustion. Jamie. <laughs> they just have like. A, Trevor getting so defensive. They have like a big checkerboard of wow. of like exhaust ports that they can shoot into. Right. First time listeners are like, "What are they doing?" Or it's like one of those uh, putt putt golf courses where you have to shoot it into the right exhaust port. That'd be awesome. No, they made just a size for the Millennium Falcon to fit in. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. So remember right, that so. exhaust port? We made the size of a small <laughs> freighter. All right, so a super weapon, not the super laser. Are we going to say first Death Star? Yes. Okay. Is it the first Death Star? No. No. Wah, wah. Guys, we're on super weapon. There's not that many. This is question six and would break the record. <laughs> Oh, we stopped taking a picture. Who put the dog in? The beta version. <laughs> That's yeah, exciting. The answer would be nobody. Nobody. He's outside. Oh, whoops! I thought it was. I thought it was coming from back Got there. Got this button just waiting to be pushed. <laughs> Trevor, super weapon, go. There aren't that many. Uh, yeah, let's Is go. It featured in what? Oh, yeah, what? What do you want to say? Star Killer Base. Yeah. 
That sounds right. All right. I that that sounds right. For you? That's the ticket. Really want I want Jamie to ask that. I want Come Jamie on. to ask that question. Come on. <laughs> ask oh, it. Man. What do you want to say? Ask it. No, I just don't want do to be it. the one that gets it wrong on six. <laughs> do uh, it. Do it. Do it. It's all three of us, so. Is it? Yeah, Star Killer <laughs> Base. Yes. Yay. Yay. There aren't that many super weapons. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. All right, video game award time. <laughs> no, that's Let it run it. its course. Okay. I lo- <laughs> on the screen, it goes, woo, woo. <laughs> you got the record, guys. Woo. Yay. Yay. The round one special. MVP's Jamie. Well done. <laughs> Don't lie. <laughs> At least that wasn't the L. Trevor Tequila. Like Tila Tequila. Uh, <laughs> At least five. No, I'm nothing like Tila Tequila. <laughs> I'd never be. No. I can see I can see it. I can no. See it. Thank you very much for listening. We're about to sign off because we're about to cover the Game Awards. Uh, we're very excited about that. A uh, few things that we want to kick around real quick. Uh, first of all, Jamie, <laughs> get out. <laughs> uh, geek, we can't hear you. You have no mic. And now she has a mic and she's mute. Okay. I uh, Go to thegeekiverse.storeenvy.com. You can uh, check out our merchandise there. Holiday uh, shopping. Get we, a Christmas present there. Yeah. Fun fact. Uh, Do it. All of our, our proceeds in the month of December are going to uh, one of three charities. Uh, so you're not only buying a shirt, but you're it's going to a good cause, uh, either here in Buffalo or nationally here in the U.S. The first one is the National Bank of Trevor. That's not true. Dang it. <laughs> what? Beta's oh. got to run. Uh, so we, uh, we have a new uh, Jin Urso t-shirt that's coming out next week, uh, and it says I Rebel on it. It's pretty awesome. Pick it up for a loved one. Pick it up for yourself. Wear it to the premiere, damn it. Do it. It's the best. Next week, Beta and I uh, will be here on Walking Carpet talking about Catalyst, a Rogue One story. That is the novel, and it, uh, we're going to do a spoiler cast on that. In theater at the premiere, Jeff Pavlock and I are going to do 20 questions. Not like this, but uh, we did it last year for Force Awakens. We're going to uh, ask 20 questions that we want to see answered by the film. December 3rd, Trevor, we've got a, a, a date with some other geeks. Yeah, we're going to the Synthaholics podcast. We're going to be talking about episode 3. Um, they do their monthly uh, Star Wars podcast. It's going to be really fun. Uh, we did episode 2, and it was fantastic. I cannot wait. And you're uh, going on a date with them? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, okay. a, a synthy geeky day. It's a, it's a double date. <laughs> 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 gotta, gotta love it. Uh, yeah, we're very excited to be talking about Revenge of the Sith. Check out David Duncan and uh, Synthaholics. Great podcast. Also, be sure to go to YouTube.com slash to check out Geek TV. We've got a bunch of regular shows, including Open Mic, uh, The Grumpy Geek, and Geek Bits. Social media, we're Facebook.com slash Instagram and Twitter, we are at the underscore Geekiverse. I don't know why we're laughing. <laughs> I just want to be a part of fun. I'm fun. Beta's about to say something. <laughs> no, he just rushed back in here. <laughs> He's like the Flash. He ran as, as fast as he left. Okay. As as it was great. You are the Flash. Flash Beta. Uh, Flata. Oh. Oh, okay. I don't know if I like that. So, well, it's better than Bash. Seth's in the other room, oohing and on. So we've got to get going. Where can we find you on Twitter, everybody? Yeah. At Trevor underscore Y underscore. Got it right the first time. <laughs> Good, because I was not about to. You have to type all of that, by the way. <laughs> Jeff D underscore beta is mine. At. And you recently reviewed. 
Jeff D underscore beta is mine at. <laughs> go, go to thegeekiverse.com. You recently reviewed uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Very good. I uh, purchased a pop figure of vinyl, a uh, vinyl pop figure of Niffler because it was that awesome. So cute. Stifler's mom? Yeah, Stifler's yeah. mom. <laughs> I didn't think that was in demand. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pop vinyl we all want, right? Oh, yeah. Stif- Jimbo. At Jamie Lynn Leroy. And uh, what, what show can we check out for you? I write the weekly review of the NBC show Timeless, which is awesome, and you do a good what job. What about your that? show? Oh, thank you. Well, I also have I have a podcast called Jim Impressions. It's very funny. Uh, it's <laughs> it's very funny. funny. I'm not the funny part. The impressionists are. Uh, <laughs> the impressionists, like the artists. Yeah, but, yeah, from Impressionism. Uh, also, there is there, there's a video series called Jamie's Got Mail. Uh, you know, it's about geek jewelry. So, cool. <laughs> I match his idea, Leroy. Um, I write our Gotham reviews, our Star Wars Rebel reviews, and a lot, a lot of other things. So check that out uh, for everybody at the Geekiverse. I'm Josiah. Again, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.